Girl, we're in the time machine. Yeah, so it's what, uh, fun fact, <laughs> yeah. listeners, this booth that we're in is also a time machine because we're in the past, present, and future at the same exact time. <laughs> we are recording this in the past, but you're hearing this after Obsessed Fest is over. Yeah. I'm assuming it went great, but who knows? Look, it's 90 degrees outside now, but I apparently know. also in the future it's spooky season. We're in the middle of October. Yeah. Also, thanks for coming to my Taylor Swift <laughs> sing-along. I, I, as far as I know, it went pretty yeah, great. Totally. <laughs> Hi, Julia Benzavalli. Hi, Patrick Hines. Oh, f- tell them what we're doing. So we're doing that thing. Sometimes we give you some bonus episodes at the end of the year. Yeah. Welcome to it. Today through Christmas, every Thursday, you're getting a bonus up, just like we've done the last two years. Yeah, so last year we did all Keith date lineups. Yeah, the year before that we did all Unsolved Mysteries episodes. Yeah. You can find them. They're still in the feed. Go listen. They're still all there. And yeah. so now we're doing this series on Hulu called Killer Cases. Yeah. It's very hard to find a series of 10 episodes yeah. that, uh, that are all, all different cases. They're all murders, fam. And they're yeah. all murders that well, there's only one that I knew about they're very interesting and these are going to be great episodes and it, the show's a little over the top it's a little over the so, top so um, uh, who knows <laughs> who knows where we're going to go but this is episode one so here we are alright girl what are we talking about today so killer cases episode one it's called this is what I mean where this thing this series is a little much yeah the doctor is dead I know oh my god it's a lot and the narrator is really <laughs> intense I know. and he's with us for every ep- <laughs> very intense She came home not knowing that there were two killers waiting in her house for her. Hi, I'm Dr. Teresa Sievers, and as I promised you, I was going to be bringing you different modalities of healing. Dr. Sievers had a very strong personality. A lot of people found her polarizing. They loved her or they didn't. I want to enjoy my life like it is now. This was almost the perfect crime. And she just said, I know what happened. Then how how did you kill her? And he made a stupid little chuckle that he does and then said, with One question. No one's answered. Why? Why? Why is Teresa Seifers dead? Pure and simple. A tale of, of murder and salaciousness. You see that, you know, paradise isn't paradise. And and maybe these pieces of the puzzle are starting to add up. Right at the top, we meet Dr. Teresa Sievers, and we meet her on video, and she's got a lot of energy. She is our victim here. She she's is. also a holistic doctor. Yes, but she also has a lot of energy. I don't know about you, but I'm not ready for postmortem. I want to enjoy my life like it is now. Are you ready to drop dead? I'm not. A lot. She does a lot of speaking engagements. Yes. And she's sort of like preaching her gospel, so to speak, yes. this holistic medicine. And at one point she goes, are you ready to drop dead? I'm not. I know. And I'm like, I, I know. I'm, I'm not either. I'm not either. Dr. I want to speak directly to the filmmakers right now. I know you guys think it's so amazing when you find tape of a woman who you're making a documentary about how she died and yeah. she's talking about not wanting to die. Don't do, Don't do it. Don't use it. Don't do it. Bad form. You don't form. need to use it. Bad, bad form. form. As Captain Hook would say. This is a good series. It's a good episode, but I'm just saying bad form. Bad form. Yeah. Also, Michael Braun from the news press is here. Not a typo. That's a publication apparently I, I was like what kind of low rent docuseries did we pick for this the news press you guys welcome your grandmother to our, would call it it's our audio podcast right <laughs> where can i watch your radio show listen mom i can't do this again today i, know, I right? cannot do it again today i'm mom. not your mother my mom my mother how 
long have we been doing this? Over five years. How long has this been the sole provider for my family? Over five years. My mother, every time I talk to her, she goes, next time we talk, you're going to have to tell me about this podcast. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah, you know and what? my mom and I are close. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? It's too much. I know. And now it's too far gone. <laughs> it's too, now, you know? I'm like, mom, if you really wanted to know, you would have found out yeah, by now. Yeah, don't worry about no. it. Your bills are paid. I do. <laughs> so you really, you know what? You're never getting a late notice in the mail nope. again. I got you. Exactly. I got it on automatic payment. Yes. That's all you have to know. We're going to go ahead and thank the Patreon fam for <laughs> my, that. My podcast provides automatic payments for your electricity. Totally. That's all you need to know. <laughs> so this, again, this narrator, very intense. Yeah. So we learned that Dr. Teresa was last yeah. seen alive the night before her murder at the Fort Myers Airport in Florida. How At the where? The Fort Myers Airport in oh, Florida. You always do that. You say it weird and then I ask you how to say it and then you say it right. You said airport. You ask me how to say things. <laughs> Constantly. You said the Fort Myers Aeroport. Okay. I'm just saying. Right. Editor, can we hear it back? Fort Myers Airport in Florida. I also said Florida, so they're going to kill me for that, too. But the thing that's so creepy about this is we see the surveillance video of her in the airport. Play back how you just said it. I want to. I want that. Okay. And I want to hear. In the airport. See, that's how you say that word. I, I hope you said it exactly like me. <laughs> But whenever we see these and we know that the person dies imminently, I'm like, they are walking to their own murder. I know. It's and terrifying. And it's so fucking sad. But we learned... Dr. Severs was returning home from a uh, family gathering for her mother's birthday from Connecticut. Her husband, Mark, and two daughters, Josephine and Carmela, stayed behind. And mom came home because Dr. Severs was the primary breadwinner and she had a practice to run. Her husband, Mark, yes. stayed behind with their two kids. I so don't... he's like still in Connecticut with the family. And Dr. Teresa came back to Florida because she, as we learn, is the, quote, breadwinner. And she had to go to work. To which I said, let the women do the work. Right. <laughs> but I was like, this scenario, I'm sure, is real for lots of couples. I love my in-laws. I'm not staying there without Steve. Well, husband Mark, yeah. this was all part of the plan. Yeah. He didn't stay there because he just really wanted to get into more family time. Exactly. He stayed there to stay out of state for a reason. I agree. So the next day, Dr. Teresa doesn't show up at her practice. Her employees start texting husband Mark to see, like, where she is. Husband Mark calls next door neighbor Mark, who's also a doctor. To check in. He goes, hey, Mark, it's me, Mark. <laughs> okay. We hear the message. Yeah. Mark, we, hey, Mark, it's me, Mark. Can I just say, I did not know anything about this case or who killed her yes, or I why. Didn't either. But I remember hearing that voicemail to Mark, the neighbor, being like, he does not sound especially no. worried. Yeah, he's not. Hey, Mark, this is Mark. Teresa's not at work yet. And the office is calling and texting and we can't get through to Teresa. Uh, maybe she's just found asleep. This is a woman you know, like, they don't tell us this, I just know, yes. has never been late for an appointment ever in her no, life. No, 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 Certainly no, no. not to work. No. If she's not at work, it's a problem. It's a problem. And then you just, like, get on the first plane. Like, yes. he should be calling in the cab on the yeah. way to catch his flight. Yes. In a panic. Exactly. Right? But I gotta say, we hear Dr. Mark, the man who found the body, we hear his 911 call, and we've just heard husband Mark's call to Dr. Mark. Yes. And the difference in these two phone calls is, it's jarring. Yes. Because, like, Dr. Mark is a doctor. He's seen death before. He's not panicking but you can hear the urgency in his voice. Sure. Husband Mark had none of that. So Dr. Mark is urgent, but he's also doing that thing where he's just being very blunt. Yes, I know. I know. 911, what is your emergency? Uh, I'm at a friend's house. Uh, he's out of town, and I came here to check on the flight, and she's dead on the floor. Oh, sir, hold on. Yeah. Stand the line. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. You're doing very well. And she's bashed in the back of the head. 
It's youth cold. It's youth cold. That is jarring yeah. too. So it's double <laughs> jarring. It's he a said, lot. He says the word bashed, and then he says she's dead cold. I know. It's so sad. I know. And then we keep seeing this image of a hammer, and we're gonna learn that this woman was like murdered with a fucking hammer. To which I said, we've gotta stop killing people with hammers. We have to stop killing. How about we gotta stop killing, killing people? people period. period. I know. I'm just saying, like the like the I hammers know. of. I know. I feel like recently we've covered so many hammer murders. Oh God. What on earth? What on earth? What's wrong with people? I have a lot of questions for humankind. Okay, great. That sounds that sounds exactly right about you. I have a lot of questions, but I have one demand, and that yeah, yeah. demand is one word, yeah, and yeah. it's stop. I know. We say- Stop exclamation point. Every time I tell somebody what my podcast is about, except for my mother, who can't remember what I do for a living, uh-huh. every time I tell somebody, they're like, are you afraid you're going to run out of documentaries? I'm like, am I afraid? No. I'm praying for I'm that day. I'm begging you to Please, stop. I, put me, I will go back to bartending tomorrow, tomorrow if it means we stop killing people with hammers. We have many a gay bar idea. I'm I just know, saying. That true. is Oh, oh my God. Are you the gay bar proprietress? Yes. Former yes. podcaster, current gay bar proprietress. Yes. The bi section is downstairs. Totally. It's called the witching hour. It's called Just the witching go. hour. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's got to be spooky and cool. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Which doesn't mean the bi's and the gays and the straights can't mingle. No, but if you, you know, yeah. the dogs are allowed downstairs. <laughs> um, that's not a euphemism. It's just, we're dog friendly. Right. Um... <laughs> So we meet the cops, Mike and David. They're yeah. on the case, and they're like... There's no obvious smoking gun, for lack of a better choice of words. Pretty much everybody's a suspect at that point. Who does her nails? Who does her hair? Who cuts the lawn? Uh, do they have a house cleaner? Have they had any issues with anybody? Does she get along with everybody at work? But nothing really seemed to pan out. So right now, the only suspect for me is the husband, but these cops are looking at her manicurist, her gardener. You start with the husband and you work your way out. Who are these two dingbats? The manicurist and the gardener, it's like every homo in Florida, they they, they call into the stakes. And they're looking everywhere but the husband. I know. And and haven't you showed up to work once before at least? They keep saying there's no motivation for the murder. And I'm like, can anybody look to see if there's a life insurance policy? Right. But also, they like some mild victim blaming here, which I don't love. Yeah. Because one of the cops is like, look, she had a strong personality, which can rub people the wrong way. And it's like, honestly, if I, I haven't know. been murdered yet, it's a miracle. And that's what I'm saying. When you are a talking head in my documentary, you have to say, yes, he had a strong personality that right. rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Yes. It's not a good enough reason for murder. No. There's probably two or three things I've done in my life that would warrant a murder. My strong personality is not one of them. What are the other two or three? <laughs> Off mic. Look, like, there's probably one or two times I didn't fully finish a martini. Okay. You know what oh. I mean? Or like left a, a nice bottle of Chardonnay out overnight so it got warm. You know what I mean? See, to me, that's a victimless crime. (laughs) To me, you're making the world a better place. We fundamentally disagree. Also, I, I think Teresa, where's Teresa from? We don't get this because it's, it's where she lives. Right, where she's but from. But at one point, because we see some more video of her, and she's talking to a room full of people, yeah. and she has the Hippocratic Oath on a slide with like a really religious looking image. Oh, interesting. And she's talking about the Hippocratic Oath, but then she goes, it's not wrong, but it's not enough. <laughs> and I'm like, Say the word. Let me ways? ask you a question. How do you pronounce the word L-A-U-N-D-R-Y? I pronounce it. We're doing this again. <laughs> It's been weeks. We're in a whole different season. No, it's October right now. I know, we're in a whole different yeah, yeah, season. Yeah. It's been months. How do you say it? Laundry. <laughs> I guess, I'm guessing she's from the Connecticut area because that's where her parents are. Do they say wrong in Connecticut? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But this is where we learned, I love these wild, because all the gays in Florida, the manicurists and the gardeners have all been cleared. It's like they're actively refusing to look at the husband, <laughs> who like, it almost always is. What are you guys on the same fucking 
golf team or like poker game They're like, whatever? we cleared the gardeners. We cleared the hairstylist. The manicurist. I Who know. has beef with their manicurist? <laughs> Although I do think of Leslie Noper. She's like, it took me four years to find my hairdresser and we still fight all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's so good. But they're saying now there's this like wild conspiracy theory that she was murdered because she's a holistic doctor. Right, because oh god, here come the web sleuths. <laughs> Everyone know. move aside. I know, I know. Because the web sleuths are saying there were certain holistic doctors who were being murdered because they had maybe a cure for cancer or had something that that, that uh, the government or some kind of shadowy group didn't want them to talk about. They think they're being murdered because they are secretly giving out the cure for cancer. So, the, so just to break it down, yeah, totally. please take us through it, GP. The cops mm-hmm. are focusing on a Reddit thread right. about the government <laughs> killing off doctors yes. and not looking at the husband. And finally, I know. they talk to husband Mark to quote be extra thorough. I My know. God, these people—they really are new here. The community theater of this interrogation is unbelievable because husband Mark is like brought in and this show does really well by us with the interrogation video. We yeah. see all of it. Yeah, I do want to say before we get into that that the cops would say to me, cut us some slack he was thousands of miles away in Connecticut uh-huh. to which I say, I don't care. But also like has no one ever heard of a murder for hire? Have you ever watched a single episode of Dateline? Of course. Like what do you mean? Like that 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 to me is bonanza. It's, so, it's bonanza. It's bonanza. There used to be, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There used to be a store in Queens called Fabric Bonanza <laughs> and my grandmother who was and my Italian grandmother who wasn't uh-huh. a, a very talented seamstress. She that's where she would always get her fabrics. Oh, I have to go to Fabric Bonanza. <laughs> she would always go to Fabric. So whenever I hear Bonanza, I that think that just of fabric made me Bonanza. think of the chandelier sketch from Saturday Night Live with Scarlett Johansson. You gotta get a chandelier. Yeah, this chandelier or this chandelier yep. or this chandelier or this chandelier. chandelier. You gotta get a chandelier. So we're in the interview with husband Mark, and I just wrote, I'm kind of sus of this guy from the beginning. Because they start, the show starts with showing us footage of Mark alone. Yeah, in, in the, the room. interrogation room. I guess I feel pathetic, but at the same time, there's so much going on. <laughs> but it's too hard. I feel that I could stop this from happening. How do I get over that? I need to know if she tortured was what happened to her. We don't tell this stage. We were still working on that. He feels pathetic. He could have stopped it. How do I get over this feeling? He's hyperventilating. Yeah. And then we see him talking to the cops and he's like, I got to know, was she tortured? What happened? I like, went zero to tortured what? real fast. And it was just it was just crazy. The cop is very calm. They're saying like the cops are getting up and sort of walking out of the room. He's shaking the table. He's hitting himself in the face. Yeah. He's like, but then of course he's saying like, I, I sh- it should have been me. I could have been there. I could have stopped it. Which are like valid emotions to feel, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, you do get the sense too, because they, they they say that his wife is dead. He's got to deal with that. He's got the kids. He's got to, have to tell the kids. He's got to plan the funeral. You do get the sense that he's very overwhelmed. Completely. His whole world fell apart. In the beginning, I was very much like, wow, okay, I, this is believable to me. Yeah. And, you know, she very clearly kept everything together. Yes. So now he's just, you know, alone and also hopefully mourning his wife. Exactly. And we learned, you know, the funeral was packed. She helped a lot of people. A lot of people came to mourn her and pay yeah. their respects. And now it's two weeks after the murder and they get a tip and one of the cops is like, thank God, because we had nothing. <laughs> Oh my God, I cannot tell you how much nothing we had. Thank God this person came out of the clear blue sky and gave us a phone call. I know. Thanks so much. I'm a little confused about who made this call because we learn about this guy, Curtis Wayne Wright. That's three names. It's It's not like Rufus Wainwright. Totally. It's Curtis Wayne Beat 
Right. right. Exactly. Did this Curtis guy make the call or did somebody else make the call about Curtis? So Curtis is a family friend of the tipster. Yes. And that's really all we know. Of the tipster, the guy that made the call. The person who made the call. We learned about this guy, Curtis. He's a five-time convicted felon. He's from Missouri. And I was also like, I don't think me and Curtis have much in common. No. Five times convicted? Yeah. What? What? Do you, what? Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. You. I mean, let's not it's true. draw the line <laughs> at the convictions. There are plenty of things yeah. you don't have in common with I don't Curtis. think I do great living in Missouri. No. Anyway. And soon the detectives were on the trail of a second career criminal who was a close friend of Curtis Wainwright, a man by the name of Jimmy Ray Rogers. Jimmy Ray Rogers liked to call himself the Hammer. Um, it was on his Facebook. He liked to refer to himself as the Hammer. Also look into this guy, Jimmy Ray Rogers. You probably know him as the Hammer. <laughs> That's, you, you know, guys, on his Facebook profile. He's a career criminal. And let me tell you, yeah. the narrator calls Jimmy the hammer <laughs> more know. than he calls him Jimmy. I and know. that's fucking rude. I totally agree. He, this, we are talking about someone who was brutally murdered. Yeah. Do not call Jimmy by his nickname that he gave himself that's a violent nickname. Don't do that. The hammer. Don't call him that. I At agree. one point, they say the hammer's girlfriend. I, I know. Like, don't call him I that. I know. But we'll get to her. She's a real piece of work. Taylor? I know. Of course. But of course, they go and track these guys down. Curtis says two stories. He was homesick in bed all weekend, but also he was out working on a new car all weekend. And then Jimmy says, He barely talked to us and then just let us know he just doesn't like cops, so I'm not going to talk to you. I didn't go to Florida and uh, I don't I don't talk to Wayne. He's a nerd. Oh, okay. I'm very upset about this death, but I hate cops, so go away. P.S. I never went to Florida. P.P.S. Curtis Wayne is a nerd, and I don't talk to nerds. Okay, bye for real this time. You guys, he really calls Wayne a nerd. He says the word nerd. And I don't talk to nerds. I know. And so the cops are like, sure, gents, we'll be on our way. All yep. of these stories Thank are believable. Thank you so much. If I didn't talk to nerds, I would never have had sex in college. <laughs> Curtis Curtis is a nerd and I don't talk to nerds. Really? The Hammer, which is your name on Facebook, you dweeb? <laughs> is he a herb? He's a herb. Totally. To like, oh my God. Oh God. So the cops are like, yes, this is super suspicious, but we can't arrest them yet. Yeah, but the cops also see that this Curtis Wayne Wright guy has a car with GPS. So they somehow get the GPS data and they're like, oh no, it was deleted. But then they spend, quote, hundreds of man hours and they're able to recover it. And these fucking morons. Hashtag stay stupid. Yeah, stay These stupid. murderers are so dumb. So Curtis uses the car GPS to drive from his house to Jimmy the Hammer's house. Yeah. And then from Jimmy the Hammer's house to fucking Mark and Teresa's house where right. the murder happens. Right. So every, it's like, obviously, but everyone is like, this is an aha moment. And yeah. I'm like, it's not an aha moment. It's the fucking smoking gun. It's the smoking gun. And I'm just saying like, you fucking idiot murderers, how do you not know to print out MapQuest and then burn that shit when the murder's done? Well, guess what? They get dumber. Thank I, God. Totally. Stay stupid, everyone. Stay stupid. They're on video in the murder aisle in Walmart. You guys, and Walmart has a murder aisle. You can't buy Sudafed without a no. fucking valid ID. Which also, they turn it into meth so that's I, I know but I'm just saying that like these guys walk into Walmart we see them on camera they basically smile right we're able to uh, capture what we believe and what is evidently uh, Curtis Wainwright and Jimmy Ray Rogers walking into Walmart buying a number of suspicious items a uh, lockpick set garbage bags uh, cleaning items things like that so cleaning supplies Walmart I approve sure garbage bags yep, sure fine. everyone needs that 
a lockpick set? I know. Walmart, stop <laughs> selling those. And while we're at it, stop selling silencers. You only need silencers like, for the murders. Like, I don't understand. I know. It doesn't, and, and, I, and I mean this sincerely. I've made this joke before, but now I'm serious. When you are at a store and you buy certain products together, yes. something should happen. Yeah. If you're buying, like, duct tape and zip ties and bleach, something should happen. Yeah. Why would you need all of those things at the same time? Well, that's why, in Breaking Bad, yeah. they would go to different Walmarts. I mean. And they would buy one thing at a time. God, these people, Walter White was a genius. These people are so dumb. I know. One of them's wearing cargo shorts in that video, by the way, of which I approve. Okay, well, let's move on. Okay. Because <laughs> um, we're meeting Taylor. So this is where we oh talk to what the narr- who the narrator calls the Hammer's girlfriend. Oh, my God. He's, I know. She's Jimmy's girlfriend, and her name is Taylor, and she spills it all. Also, lockpick like sets exist. Why? We, we can't, that's, we Why can't do they have that? Have that? Now, now, on okay, the same thing. Sure. Locksmiths are a fucking racket because that is true. they are so insanely expensive no. because they know you need them. You're but, fucked. But they are also, did I ever tell you about the time I called when Daisy was a baby? Yes. We locked her in the bedroom and she was like like six months old. She was in her crib yeah. and the door locked behind us and we could, so we call a locksmith. The guy's, it's two in the morning. He's like, it'll be $600. Of course, it'll be $10,000. I said to the guy, I never mind, I'm going to call someone else. He goes, call any number you want. You're going to get me. Yep. And I did. And you did. I called him. He's like, hello. Hello again. Yeah. What I, took you so long? I, I've been expecting you. I Guess know. what? Now it's 7.50. That really happened. Yes. It is a racket. Yeah. When you tell that story, I tell the story about how I locked myself in my apartment and oh. couldn't get to work <laughs> yeah. and had to call a <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, so Taylor is here. I'm just saying I don't like her. Okay, great. Well, she gives us a lot of information. What yeah. did she do wrong? She only gives the information when she gets dragged downtown. She didn't Facts. go there voluntarily. She didn't call the cops willingly and say, I got a story about my boyfriend who killed a woman in her garage. That is very, very true. And Taylor wants us to, like, give her pats on the back for this. Fuck off, Taylor. You know, I don't know if she wants... I think she was looking for a way out of that relationship, and she feels like, what better way to get yeah. broken up with than ratting to the cops? I guess. I mean, I don't want to be with this Jimmy guy either. <laughs> No. I don't want to like, well, hear me out. No, I don't want to look at him. I have nothing to say to Jimmy. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of things to say to Jimmy, so whole time this episode just started. Yeah. So Taylor's like, look, this asshole, he confessed to me. She tells the cops everything. I said, did you shoot her? And he said, no. And I said, then how how did you kill her? I mean, he made a stupid little chuckle that he does and then said, with a you said with a hammer? Yeah. Her man had confessed to her while lying in bed. Who wrote this copy? I, the narrator I says know. her man confessed to her while lying in bed. I Can know. we not? I agree. I, I absolutely I, 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 agree. Her man? I know. What? This guy has like a crush on Jimmy. I, totally. He's Why like, are you talking about him like that? The working copy was like the hams. Yeah. He, no. He, hams with a Z. I, I will not know. accept it. But then they hop in a cruiser and Taylor takes the cops to this like side of the road where she helped him dispose of the murder outfit he wore. Yeah. And like these people are so dumb. He was wearing overalls when he killed the doctor in the garage. And like they don't take them into the woods and bury them. They throw them out the car window on the side of the fucking road. Yeah. And they have this all on video. So they're like, Taylor, we're going to say it again. Why are you here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because my boyfriend said that he killed a woman. And so this is where we dumped the clothes. And she sort of looks around like, here we are. It's just like if you're going to... I don't understand. I'm very glad these people are so dumb. But like, if you're going to do something that awful, aren't you at least going to try to get away with it? Yeah, I don't know. I very thankfully don't know how that thought process works. Right. But and yeah. I'm also I very thankful that they also don't know yes, how that thought like, process I, works. I don't really know. I, I don't know. But here's the thing. Jimmy yeah. is screwed. It, they, right. got, they have Jimmy. Because Curtis like, calls. 
calls the cops essentially. He's like, so sorry for lying. Was definitely involved in that murder. But also I have information you're going to want if you're willing to make a deal with me. Yeah, because he knows they've already been caught. Right. So Curtis gets charged with second degree murder and 25 years in exchange for what he knows and his truthful testimony. But to which I said, doesn't he have to give that shit up anyway? I mean, you would think. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess 25 years, this guy, this guy looks like he's 90. So I guess that's a yeah. life sentence for him. Anyway, but it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Is he supposed I, to tell the truth anyway? You would think. But yeah. also, like, you think a murderer is really, like, keen on the truth? I, I don't know. know about that. I know. So according to Curtis. Wright's information involved his best friend in high school back in Missouri, Mark Seavers, Teresa Seavers' husband. And now it was turning into a case of murder for hire. Husband Mark hired these two assholes to kill his wife. Because Curtis and husband Mark were best friends in high school. And I was like, okay, I knew it. Because at this point, like, I was like, the husband's got to be involved in this, right? Of course. Of course. Not her manicurist. I, and not, not her pool the guy boy. who mows the lawn. No. The husband. No, not her, like, sweet barista at the local coffee shop. Like, come on. So cut to video of husband Mark being questioned by the cops. He's hysterical. He's talking to himself. He's, he's talking to Teresa. He's slapping himself in the face. He's faking a panic attack, and Of course, like, the fucking cop is walking him through, like, a meditation. Yeah. Because now, by the second interview, the cops are like, this husband Mark is a little too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's pacing all over the room and he's saying out loud, we gotta get this bastard. I know. And he's, like, punching the air. He's looking at the camera, too. Yeah. Like, Mark is pacing the room by himself, but looking at the surveillance camera. And remember earlier when husband Mark was like, problems in the marriage? No problems in right. the marriage. No infidelity, no money problems, yeah, especially. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? They had both. Totally. They yeah. had both. And at first, First, husband Mark is like, I want to help. I want to do everything I can. I want to yep. be in constant contact. Call me every five minutes. Yeah. Like, we need to get to the bottom of this. I even put your number in my phone so I know it's you when you call me. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> I know. Not even a week later, Mark ghosts them, and so does his lawyer, which I'm like, well, the lawyer doesn't have to like answer the phone when the cops call. That's the lawyer's job. No, but, but the Mark lawyer, them. yeah, and the lawyer is like shutting it down. Like you may not speak to my client. Obviously. Yeah. So Jimmy's trial is first and Curtis is testifying against him. That's why he got that sweet, sweet deal. Yeah. And so Curtis is like, yes, we were hired to kill her. He gruesomely describes this horrible murder. But like makes himself the savior. He's like, and what happened after she fell on the floor? He continued to hit her. He continued to hit her? Yes. Mr. Rogers? Yes. I physically walked over to the area where where he was at and, and asked him to stop. I mean, put my hand on him. I did at one point walk over to him and tell right. him to stop. Of course, now Curtis right. is like, I tried to stop it. Exactly. Whatever. It takes two seconds for the jury to find him guilty. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. But he only gets 25 years. He gets the same sentence and he didn't even have to make a deal for it. Right. Second degree murder. Yeah. So now Cynthia Ross, the prosecutor, is here and she's like, that's all well and good, but I want husband Mark to pay. Exactly. Fuck this guy. So we learned that Curtis and Mark used burner phones. Right. Which is like fake phones that you buy to do bad things. I think they know what burner phones right? are. Right? Okay, good. Totally. <laughs> But the, these geniuses, their big code was the word other to mean like switch to the other main phone. I mean. Groundbreaking. <laughs> so they would say like, hey there, brother from an other, other mother, mother yeah. winky face emoji. And it's like, get it? I know. Geniuses, the two of them. And we learned that like they're planning this over a course of months. And at the same time, Curtis, the bad guy, one of the bad guys is getting married. Now, hold on a second. Okay. Kurt, hold okay. on. I am pulling. Yes. 
over. So the wedding. Yeah. We need to talk about how these two look exactly alike. I mean, it it is. Look it, at this it, photo. I know. It is really insane how they look exactly alike. And then also Mark's attorney also looks like the, the, the two of right. them. Right. So they have beards. Yes. Bald. They look like Walter White with glasses. Exactly. And they look like identical twins. And there's a photo of one of them fixing the other one's tie for their yeah. wedding. I thought it was one guy standing in, in a, a mirror. In a mirror. Yeah, it's Standing true. in front of a mirror. We have to put this photo in the group. I cannot believe how much they fucking I know, look alike. I know. It's crazy. They're, I can't. I can't. It is insane. <laughs> you guys, she's really insane. I was like, we're going to talk about this for 15 minutes, I know, right? No. They look identical. But when we get to court, Mark's lawyer is like the third in the throuple. It's I know. crazy. <laughs> They're triplets. They are. According to what Wright told the detectives, the plan for the murder was made when Mark Seavers attended Wright's wedding in Missouri two months earlier. So husband Mark pitches a murder for hire plan at this dude's wedding. All I can think about was Curtis's wife is like in her room getting ready with her like bridesmaids or whatever. And like Mark and Curtis are in Curtis's room like planning Mark's wife's murder. Must have been a pretty small wedding. I know. Which I had a very small totally. one, like a wedding party. But like you have to, you can't, how many other people were in that room? It had to be just the two of you. I know. To pitch a murder for hire plan at a wedding. Can you let the guy have one day. I know Curtis sucks. <laughs> I, know. I know he's the worst, but uh-huh. like the timing. Uh-huh. No, I couldn't selfish. agree more. I, very much. And speaking of selfish, because according to Curtis, he says, yeah, but husband Mark, like what if she's with someone? Like, I don't know what to do. Mark first pitches the idea of killing her on the way out of her medical right. office. And it's like, she's with a friend. You know what? Kill that person too. It'll take the heat off of me. It'll look even more random. Go trash, for it. Trash, trash, trash. But at the same time, the friend Curtis is just like, you know what? Absolutely. Oh, I see. That I makes de- sense. I'm going to kill your wife for you. Right. What? And also, which we'll get into, like, Kurt is unreliable narrator. 100%. Like, he's a bad guy. Yes, totally. At this point now in the case, husband Mark is being watched. They yes. can make the arrest at any moment. And I'm so fucking tired of hearing about this. I know. The reason they have to, like, pick the right moment to actually arrest this guy is because he's got, they've got two kids. Yeah. And, quote, many guns. And many guns in the house. And they're afraid that if they roll up to the house and try to arrest him and give him any warning or notice, he'll take the little girls hostage. Yes, but we have to talk about Hamid, the prosecutor, because he has one of the best lines. He probably has the best line in the whole thing, because Hamid is saying, There wasn't really anywhere Mr. Severus was going to go where we couldn't find him, unless he had a ride into outer space that we didn't know about. Unless he had a ride into outer space that we didn't know about. (laughs) I like Hamid. I did say, Hamid, leave the jokes to us, girl. Focus on your case. I liked his very dry delivery. I know. He doesn't look, try to make it all about him. He just has a joke. If you caught it, great. Yeah, if you yeah, didn't, yeah. we're moving on. Right. Appreciate it. So finally, they make their move. The cops walk in the door. They arrest him. And he's under arrest for the murder of Dr. Teresa Sievers. Yeah. Someone says he had a smirk and a thousand mile stare. I don't know what that expression means. I think dead eyes. Yeah. I think it just means he was like looking off into the distance. He was ice cold. No yeah. blood in his veins. They said he knew he was caught. But pull over, America. We get a gay twist. Yeah, we're going Happy in. Happy pride, everybody. We're going in for the gay shit. <laughs> Once again, because the defense and this piece of trash, this Michael Mummert, and his he, defense lawyer. Mummert is a, actually a very terrible attorney. Yeah. Because like he has oh, like yes. he's got no game. He just gets up there to talk and we see a lot of his footage and he doesn't put sentences together. He's a bad he's attorney. He's grasping at straws yes. 24 hours a day. Yeah. So the defense is like, look, Curtis killed Teresa because Curtis was in love with husband Mark. Right. And if Curtis can't have husband Mark, then nobody can. Yeah. And this is where they point out how much Mark and Curtis look alike and this is a minor phenomenon in the gay community oh is it it's like the boyfriend twins oh yes 
there's like a whole Instagram account about men in relationship that all look exactly they look like alike. twins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny that you say that because sometimes when you see like, oh, that's your person, yeah. you expect them to sort of look alike, and then when they don't look alike at all, you're like, uh-huh. oh, how interesting. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and I feel like it's always twinks because twinks all look kind of the same. You know what I mean? Sure. Totally. <laughs> Trial day one. Jenny, husband Mark's stepmother, is here. And she felt the crowd in the room was a little antagonistic. <laughs> Jenny, girl, it's a fucking murder trial. This woman is a fucking piece of work. I did not like this woman no, at all. No, she's a she's an apologist. She's a murder apologist. Yeah. So Curtis, of course, is the main witness. Which is a problem. Yeah, well, he's a fucking liar and a felon and a murderer. And the best part is the prosecution stands up to do their opening argument. And they're like, yes, we know that yeah. our, our entire case hinges on this confessed murderer who's got six felons any charges, but I swear to God this time he's telling the truth. Hamid says it a thousand times, yeah. I hate the guy. You're going to hate him. <laughs> we got to put that aside <laughs> for the sake of Teresa. And totally. he, like, he makes a good point. Yeah. Hamid, which I love, he's like, I hate him too. Look, but like, I don't like him either. My question is why? Why do we have to believe him? Because they got to get husband Mark. I know. You know? I, mean, I know like that's the grand why. Oh, great, okay. I'm just saying I don't think like the state puts on a very good case here. No, they don't. But hold on a second. Husband okay. <laughs> Mark chose this lawyer yeah. because they quote bonded when the lawyer represented him in a custody battle. I know. And the lawyer is like on a on a very personal level, he's a very nice man. He's kind of kind of goofy, kind of funny. Uh, and over the 4 years that I represented Mark, I got to like him. Uh, I, I really do like Mark. Husband Mark, he's nice. He's kind of goofy. He's kind of <laughs> funny. I like him. I know. We really I know. We can throw back the beers and really have a grand old time. I feel like you brought a divorce lawyer to like a murder fight. Though. That's you what, know what you mean? did. Yeah, like that was. It, it seems like and actually was a very bad decision. Yeah, re- I mean, Michael, the lawyer should have been like, "Oh, girl, I can't I, do that. I can't do this. I do. I do divorce stuff, I and know. I lost. <laughs> I, I don't know. No. No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Florida has the death penalty. In case you're, in case you're it, wondering. In case you're wondering, and yeah. he did it, so maybe I, yeah, I, I, did it. Um, so Curtis takes the stand, yeah. and while when Curtis, Curtis takes, takes the stand, stand Mar- husband Mark is yucking it up with the lawyer because they're best friends. They're like, "Hey, you want to get some jalapeno poppers at, at, at the bees after <laughs> okay, this?" First of all, jalapeno poppers are amazing. I know they and are. And you know what, Prinelli's yacht? They like it's on the happy hour menu. I understand. I, I love so a fucking jalapeno poppers. I'm always they're starving. So good. Here's my other point, though. I don't care how long your murder trial is. If you are saying you're innocent, you never fucking smile. No. You never laugh. You never. And like Scott Peterson, Michael Peterson, fucking Drew Peterson, everybody in these trials, like laughing and smiling. I don't care if you actually are innocent. You look sad. Always. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why, because on the other side of it, when people are like, there's no emotion. How many times have have we heard lawyers say, we tell them to be as stoic as possible? Be stoic. Like, don't smile. When we see the images of this guy smiling, I'm like, your kids don't have a mom anymore. I know. You know what I mean? I know. So Curtis is on the stand and he's like, look, we were best friends. Me and husband Mark, we were best friends. And Mark hired me and Jimmy to kill Teresa. And Curtis only did it because my best friend, he asked me to. That's Curtis's whole line. Basically, like I, husband Mark is my best friend and he needed me to do him a solid and I did it. That's his story. You know, and according to Curtis, Mark is saying like, she's cheating on me. We're totally broke. The only option is for her to die. And I was like, that's a little drastic. It's super drastic. But then, then as I'm not even over that, the narrator comes on and says, you guys, says, Wright testified that he and Seavers, that's Seavers on the left, made the deal to kill Teresa at Wright's wedding in Missouri a few months earlier. 
he and Seavers, that's Seavers on the left, yeah. made a deal to kill Teresa at the wedding because it's the mirror photo. Right, Like, exactly. the narrator yes. has to tell us right. that Seavers on the left because they look like twins. <laughs> In the copy, listen to it again. <laughs> Curtis testified that he and Seavers, that's Seavers on the left, <laughs> that is, because they're dressed they exactly, really they're do. dressed alike, they look alike. Yeah. Poor man's Walter White. But, you know, and I gotta say, this is where I start to say, like, I'm not seeing a lot of great evidence that Mark hired these guys. Like, the only thing we see is a $600 check to cover expenses, and this guy Curtis was going to get paid like later after the insurance money. After the insurance in. money came through, but where's the evidence of that? Yeah, and maybe it's there, and it's just not in this documentary. But we don't see a lot of compelling evidence. No, we don't. The GPS is yes, but the GPS doesn't say that Mark hired him to go do this. No. The GPS just says that Curtis and the other guy came down and did it. I believe that part. That's the nicest thing that anyone's ever said to defense lawyer Mike, and you didn't even say it to his face. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> that's a little bit like, see? Yeah, 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 yeah. So trial day three, the defense tries to bring up the gay shit, but the judge is like, yeah, no. Can I just say, too, that when this documentary was going into that last ad and, like, that was, like, the gay shit bombshell? Yeah. I thought this whole thing was going to hinge on that. No. And, like, the lawyer, you hear him asking, because apparently in Curtis's interrogation, his interrogators were asking, like, Detective Levitt asked you about your sexual preference, didn't he? Yes. Sustained. Detective Levitt wanted to know if you had a sexual relationship with Mark Seavers, didn't you? Objection. Relevance. Sustained. Have you and Mark ever been sexually intimate together? Curtis's lawyer is objecting and the judge is allowing the objection. So, like, we never get any answers to this. Right. We have no idea if Curtis is gay and we have no idea if he and Mark fooled around together. And it doesn't matter. Right. And because lawyer Mike is still not over it that yeah. they didn't allow the gay shit. And he's like, that, oh, that one hurt. Because I, I know there's something there. I just know it. I, and then, like, the attorney is saying, it's my theory that Curtis was so in love with him and was so jealous of Mark's life with this beautiful wife and this beautiful house and this beautiful town. He wanted to kill the wife and if he couldn't have Mark nobody could have him Right. but we never hear anybody corroborate no. that there was any sort of sexual anything between them and so now that that's thrown out the lawyer has to change his whole argument and now he doesn't have one and lawyer Mark is really struggling yeah. and at one point there's this moment where I'm like what are you even trying to ask Curtis I know he's like so there was $50,000 in the house correct objection right. sustained okay so uh, how about that $50,000 <laughs> in the house objection sustained okay great let's talk about how there wasn't 50000 like what are you talking I thought this moment was so crazy because what's happening is Mark's defense attorney is saying, Mr. Seavers never said, I have all this money and I'm going to set it aside for you and you just take it, correct? Correct. And then after the murder, you came down again for, for the funeral, is that correct? Yes. Having, having the, the mission completed, right? Yes. Did you ever get $50,000 in in cash at that time. No, our agreement was it would be paid after he got his life insurance payment. Look, if he was going to pay you for the murder, why didn't he just give you the code to the safe and go take the 50 grand that was there? You're like, he thinks it's a big bump, bump, bump. Right. And Curtis's answer is like, the deal was always that I was going to get paid after yeah, the insurance money came through. I, I was know. never going to get that 50 grand. But also, grand. when the judge says sustained, you got to ask a different fucking question. <laughs> and what, watching... Julian's Law, coming back to NBC. Uh, like, I know what sustained totally. means. <laughs> but the thing, and he just keeps asking the same question and everyone's like, objection, sustained. Like, are you watching this? But you see the lawyer try to 
come up with a new argument I know. in real time. You could see him almost looking around like, shit, where well, do I go from because here? Because my thinking on that, too, this is why he's such a bad attorney. Because you have to have a plan B, right? Because if, like, you're going to ask yes. the gay shit, you have to at least assume that the judge isn't going to allow it. Yeah. And then you need a backup plan. And this guy did not have a backup plan. That's how you play chess and not checkers, you dummy. So it was gay or bust. Gay or bust. But now Mark was laughing. He yeah. really thought he had. I guess the lawyer was like, oh, this gay shit, it's going to be great. Totally. <laughs> but the minute the gay shit gets thrown out, Mark totally changes his tune. He starts, yeah. he stops laughing. Yes. And he starts to cry. And people are saying he's like acting for the jury. Yeah. And now we see, once again, Hamid, the prosecutor, speaking directly to the jury saying, So Mr. Wright is a felon. He's an admitted liar. He's a killer. By himself, there's no reason why any reasonable person should believe a word he says. But he's corroborated by evidence. Once again, let me be clear. I hate Curtis. I cannot stress that enough. He's a bad guy and he's a liar. Yeah, yeah. But the evidence shows that he drove to their home. Yeah, but this is my problem. Yes, the evidence does show that he drove to their home. But yeah. where's the evidence that Mark asked him to? Right. And no one can answer that. But I mean, like, does that exist elsewhere? And they just didn't include it. Because to me, the only evidence that we have that Mark ever asked them to do this murder. Is that mirror photo. It's like this, this <laughs> like, $600 down payment check that like, yeah. it's not like on the memo line it said for doing murder. the murder stuff. Yeah. Where's the evidence? I don't know. I totally agree. But if I'm thinking, why else would these two dummies drive up from Missouri to their home when, right. when husband Mark conveniently isn't home? Yeah. And, you like, know, like, and he stayed behind in Connecticut. But And like the flimsy ass argument that like, no, Curtis did this on his own because he was in love with Mark and jealous of his life. And then where does Jimmy come in? Right. You know, like he's going to convince Jimmy to help him do Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I mean, I think the things that are left out is that we're told that she was cheating on him. Yes. And that she was maybe going to leave him. And then like the stare case of it all like did he just decide he had to kill her because yeah. she was like the one paying all the bills anyway right and that if he killed her he would at least get the insurance money you know what I mean because without her he's broken on the street yeah, I guess I, I, I'm not really seeing a clear motive right so I don't know I, like I'm speculating I know wildly, wildly. speculate wildly John Calamezzo <laughs> travel Girl. Hey, girl. Listen, we've never done this before, but we're doing an ad for our own personal <laughs> yeah. Patreon. And the reason we're doing this, fam, is because we want to tell you about all the amazing bonus stuff you get for free. You hear us talk about it in the intro, but we're going to get a little more deep right now. Yeah, because we kind of just keep saying the same things. And yeah. we realize we've done a lot of stuff going back to 2018. It's true. So, like, here are some of the series you can get ad-free and right now. You can get The Disappearance of Madeline McCann. It's eight episodes. Yep. Casey Anthony and American Murder Mystery. Three episodes. OJ May in America, uh, five episodes. Yep. Here, give us some stuff from 2020. All right, we did Don't Fuck With Cats. Yes, oh my God. We did Tiger King. Those were super hard for me, but you know what we followed them up with? What? I know. McMillions. <laughs> McMillions was all about like the McDonald's Monopoly scam. Which I was obsessed totally. with. There was a series, Heist, from Netflix. Oh, that's That was right. all about like the different like money jewel heists. Oh, remember Heist? Yes. There's so much content to get on the Patreon right now. It's all ad-free. I think we read somewhere that it would take like a 
full month of listening nonstop to get right. all like the way to the Like 24 hours a day. Totally. <laughs> and also, before we were doing the series, we were doing one-offs there. We did Madonna Truth or Dare. Yep. You want to hear me gay out. It's yep. all about the Madonna Truth I or Dare. I cannot hear myself. <laughs> and the Queen of Versailles. The Queen of Versailles was the first thing we ever did. It's so wild. There's the ad-free versions of these episodes. There's after parties where we take your questions, where we just catch up, we just kind of yeah, hang chat. out. Yeah. There's a tier where we send you stuff. There's so much to explore over on the Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash truecrimeobsessed or go to our website and click on the Patreon link. Can I tell them about the calendar? Oh, yes. Breaking news. Breaking news. We're doing the calendar again. So last year we had this really, I thought, really fun and really great calendar that we sent you in the mail and we're doing it again and we have all the ideas and like the sketches already. We're so excited. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss out. They're silly sketches made by a guy named Squigs who does all the Broadway stuff. He's amazing. They're so good. They're so fun. And it's like only a handful of people get it. So get in on the $20 tier if you want that. Yeah. Worth every penny. Every penny. Oh, Bad Vegan? Worst roommate ever? Totally. Hillsong? (laughs) I know. (laughs) All right, back to the show. Okay. Okay, bye. This is closing arguments. So the defense lawyer, now because he can't say the gay shit and he doesn't have another argument, he just says to the jury, she's dead because Curtis killed her. But he doesn't say why because the judge won't let him say his reason why. Yeah. So he basically says, it's not about money. Wink. It's uh-huh. about something else. Uh huh. If you get my drift. Yeah. And the defense is saying nobody has answered the why. Nobody has answered right. the why of why would he have her killed. And he's focusing on the fact that, like, Curtis is saying that he killed her. Yeah. So go with that. And there's really nothing pointing that my client told him to do it. I mean, and maybe, not. There are, maybe there are people who, like, are experts on this case who are listening to this who are, like, slamming their heads then against the wall. Then make a better episode. I know. Because I tend to agree with the defense attorney. I don't know. It's yeah. a mess. But the jury disagrees with us because it takes them four hours to deliberate. Yeah. And also when they come back, the judge is so annoyed. He's like... So either side need any time to talk to uh, their their sides or their parties because these these things are tough and and I'm not going to have any outbursts. Do any of you idiot lawyers you talk to your clients? Because this can be intense and I'm not tolerating any fucking outbursts. So do it now. Thank you so much. And I'm like, I do feel no. like if you were a judge, that's kind of, you would give the speech every single time. But it's not like they took weeks to deliberate. I it was know. four hours. Take a long lunch. <laughs> And relax. <laughs> oh, and, and also, I got to say, if I'm ever in a situation where I'm in the gallery and somebody that I love has been murdered, I'm going to need that speech. Of course. Because I'm for sure going to be held in contempt because I'm going to have some big emotional reactions. It's also like a really big ask yeah. to ask someone to <laughs> yeah. not I react in and a murder trial. Also, why do we have that rule? Who cares? I don't know. Someone did something. Totally. Someone like lo- someone tried to kill a judge <laughs> totally. or something. Totally. Manson did that. Manson yeah, yeah. like leaped over the... Oh, God. So the jury deliberates for four hours. Mark is found guilty of first-degree murder and conspiracy, to which I'm like, show me the evidence. One of the things that happens, they have to decide on the death penalty or not, and we get the victim impact statement from Teresa's mother. Mm -hmm. And I was sobbing listening to this because she's talking about, like, all of the things that the two daughters are going to miss. I know. These two girls have been robbed of their remarkable mother. Teresa will not be able to love and guide them. She won't be there when they graduate high school or when they need their mother to kiss away tears from their first heartbreak. 
Their mother isn't going to be there to kiss away their tears when they're going through like their first love. So she's advocating for the death penalty. Yeah, and it's just like husbands, wives, when you do this shit, when you decide you're going to kill your spouse or have your your spouse killed, yeah. you are orphaning your children. You know, it sounds like I'm making a joke, but I'm not. It is so selfish because it's just something that they want to do for that. Like they really yeah. aren't thinking of anyone else. And I know that's a very obvious statement. No, but it's also like when you're the fucking authorities and you have to carefully figure out when you're going to arrest the guy because you don't want him to murder his fucking kids. Right? You know what I mean? Please don't do that. I know. And then uh, he's just, he's a bad guy and he's a bad father for not even thinking about that because he also doesn't care about raising them. Exactly. That's that's the bottom line. He just doesn't, like, to him it's like, well, they'll go somewhere else. Whatever. Oh, God. He He doesn't even think about them. No. But then on the other side of it, one of the daughters writes a statement saying, I lost my mom. Yeah. Can you at least put my dad in prison for the rest of his life? And she says, I don't want a relationship with him, but if I ever do want a relationship with him down the road, yeah. I won't have that option if you put him to death. Now, the kids are young. Yeah. Like, she's not even a teenager yet when she's writing a letter like that. I know. And her fucking dad, if he's guilty, put her in the position of making her have to do that. I know. So the jury comes back, and the bar for imposing the death penalty is, A, was the murder committed for financial gain? They say in this instance, it wasn't. Huh. The other bar was, was the murder committed in a cold, calculated manner? And they say yes. So if this wasn't a murder for the money, what was the murder for? What? Yeah. They say no, it wasn't for financial gain. But yes, it was a murder committed in a cold, calculated manner. So, so, But Jimmy the Hammer, who confessed to murder, only got 25 years. Yes. And now we're talking about the death penalty for this yeah. guy. This is why the death penalty shouldn't exist. Exactly. So the jury recommends the death penalty. And Mark stands up and gives a speech. Although a jury found me guilty, I am innocent of all charges, as I have maintained since this heinous crime took place. I love my wife, Teresa, and our two daughters, Josie and Carmi, with all my heart. Our girls have tragically lost their mommy, and now they're about to lose their daddy as well. Therefore, I respectfully ask the court for life as not to compound their loss and suffering. I hate hearing these people fucking talk. I know, because there's nothing there. I know. There's a, he's doing it, like, kind of for the sake of doing it. There's no real emotion there. Yeah. At all. And the judge imposes the death penalty. And the judge says... This because made me. It's crazy, because Mark is, like, maintaining his innocence. And the judge says... I judge uh, people's actions. I don't judge people's souls. And if I'm wrong, and hopefully God will have mercy on both of us. And that is why I'm opposed to the death penalty. Of course! Because judges can think like that. Yes. If a judge says, and if I'm wrong, yep. like God have mercy on it. Like that. I wait, know. Wait, what? I know. And he's the only, look, I am not in the business of defending this guy. I think he's a total piece of shit. Yeah. But he's the only person in Florida's death row who didn't commit a violent crime. Exactly. And it's just to have a judge being like, let's just flip a fucking coin. I and know. hopefully at the pearly gates, I like, know. it'll all turn out okay. Yeah. That's not how, the, don't do that with the death penalty. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't murder. Don't yeah. hire someone to murder right. and don't say like I guess we'll see. I, I guess, guess we'll it'll all see. shake out up in heaven or whatever. Like I know. what? I know. I know. If I'm wrong. I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. And so now of course the guy's appealing and he's trying to get a new trial. Yeah. And on and on it goes. <sighs> there are a couple of circumstances where someone can say if I'm wrong. Yes. Okay. Sure. You know I love yeah. being wrong. Of course. <laughs> I will never be wrong about Chardonnay always being warm but that's <laughs> for another for another time. For another time. For another time. <laughs> 
did our first our first of the bonus episodes. Bonus app. Bonus app number one, Killer Cases. And what's this one called? It's called The Doctor is Dead. Yeah, I'm going to spend some time on the gook machine and see if I can get some more information. Yeah, figure it out. I'm going to try. Okay, great. I'm just going to solve another murder today. In all of your spare time. I know. <laughs> Wonderful. Bam, we love you so much. Look, if you're looking for more Jillian and me, join us on the Patreon. Over 350 ad-free bonus episodes. Yeah. To download a bit right this second, give, give me some examples. Well, including these bonus episodes and all the other bonus episodes that we did, like the Unsolved Mysteries, yes. the Keith Morrison Datelines, also the Vow, the Night Stalker, Heaven's Gate. Yeah, the Staircase Serial Season 1, Wild Crime, remember the one where she got pushed off the cliff? Oh my God, I hate that guy. I know. <laughs> I hate him. Tiger King, Don't yes. F with Cats, the Lacey Peterson one where it's from the perspective of like maybe Scott is innocent. Yeah, moving on. Lorena. Lorena, the Menendez murder one from ABC where Eric was on a payphone from prison the yeah, whole time. Yeah, Eric tells all, oh, that Gacy thing on Peacock, which oh is now the God. official name because that's all we called it, the Gacy thing on Peacock. <laughs> yeah, tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. Join our Facebook group. It's the True Crime Obsessed Podcast Discussion Group. Follow us on the Instagram. It's True Crime Obsessed Podcast. We do stories and yeah. photos. And Fun stuff. All the stuff is there. Yeah, I hope you're enjoying these bonus apps. Surprise, happy spooky season. Happy, happy Thursday. Happy spooky season. We Enjoy love it. you. Take love care you. of yourself. Yeah, be safe out there. We love you. <laughs> okay, bye. bye. <laughs> Can I make one shout out to OWD? Sure. Because they say the house was not ransacked. Yeah. And Joey has this whole thing because he comes from Louisiana. Yes. He calls it the swamp. Right. And he talks about his family all the time. And his mother believes that that word is rampsacked. No. Yeah. What's her name? I don't know. Oh, beautiful tropical fish, Joey's she mom. Says, <laughs> she always ramp-sack. goes, oh, no, the house was ransacked. Oh, no. When she's watching her stories, <laughs> no, the, no, house the house is ransacked. The house is ransacked. Oh it's my, my favorite, favorite running gag. That's hysterical. It's very funny. Oh my God, beautiful tropical fish. 